Mr. Woods, I just have, I just, I just ask you for one thing, man. One Talk thing. Just please beat Green Bay. Please, please. <laughs> That's all we ask for on this show. That's it. Started. Let's do this. Here we go. Chicago Bears Nation podcast. Now on Twitch for the first time. The intro episode here. Bears Nation prod that good would be good if I could do the intro, right? But it's fine. <laughs> Bears Nation podcast brought to you by Chicago for real for the first time, not even close to for the last time. Kevin and Chris, my co-host. It is interesting to see your faces for the first time. I can't say I'm the biggest fan, but oh man. Jeez, jeez. You guys didn't deserve that. You guys didn't deserve that. But no, that was me. That was me. Yeah, but I mean, we've been doing the show for two years now. You guys are used to this. But yeah. Bears Nation podcast on Twitch. For those of you that are watching right now, we appreciate you. And for those of you that are joining, feel free to go in the chat, interact with us a little bit. We'll see your comments. We will take them as they come. For those of you listening, post today is Wednesday, 8 p.m. Central daytime time, daylight time. I don't know. Central time. We are doing the Bears Nation podcast as usual. You guys are late. You could catch this at 8 p.m. Central time and Wednesdays if you want to be in the stream. But if you're listening outside of it, we appreciate you just as much as we appreciate the live listeners and viewers. Gentlemen, it has been a little bit, but we are here and there's still, of course, more to talk about. We have more Bear stuff to talk about. This show has not changed. You are still going to hear us yell and scream and be mad about the Bears. So, Kevin Lafka, Chris Nano, I'm excited, guys. This is big time, man. I mean, this is a big move for us. We're really thrilled, really excited to get going. Nice to see your faces and nice to talk some Bears. I mean, you know, it's the offseason and this is a stressful, depressing time for Bears fans. So there's going to be things to talk about. And I know there's a lot of people in the chat, a lot of people listening who they want to know their opinion, our opinions on a few things. And we'll, we'll get to that. Um, you know, we're kind of trending down right now as an organization. The Bears are trending down and the fans as a fan base are trending down. We got people on Twitter leaving the fan base. We got, you know, it, it's not a pleasant sight on a lot of these social media applications. And I know people are aware of that, but nonetheless, there's stuff to talk about. And we're going to bring the energy for you guys as always, man. You know, I, I, for people who don't know us, I guess we could give a little bit of a personal introduction. I'm the optimistic guy in the show and Jake and Chris are not, they, they keep it real. They keep it a hundred. And I'm here saying, no, it's going to be okay. Dalton's going to win the MVP. Now I'm not going to say that I'm not going to give you that, but um, I'll be optimistic when it is necessary okay it's hard to turn things optimistic right now so i'll do my best i'll try my best but uh, i'll hand it over to chris real quick he'll give a little intro of himself uh, and then we can get right into this chat baby yeah i mean just to keep it short i'm the pessimist so I, i'm <laughs> yeah. the main pessimist on the show uh, i think we can all all agree on that you know there were times last season where kevin was so optimistic like i just wanted to punch the guy in the face like i'm just gonna keep it real I mean, like, I'm just like, dude, like, stop being like, it, no, the glass is half empty. It's not half full right now. Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. hey, man, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to get started. Um, you know, we've been, we've been doing this podcast for years now. And, um, you know, I, I think we've really, we've really done some good work. I, I, I truly believe that. So that's I'm excited to hear, to, that you think we've done yeah. good work. That's, that's yeah. very I'm, encouraging. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come out and say it. I'm going to come out and say it. So. 
uh, I'm, I'm excited for this, man. I'm excited. I think, um, you know, we're going to keep bringing the, the content for you guys. So I'm hyped. I, I want to just circle back. Kevin, did we ever decide, was there ever a week that you did not pick the Bears to win? Did you go full 17-0 yeah. picking the Bears? Well, you didn't go 17-0, but did you go 17 <laughs> straight weeks picking the Bears to win? No, I picked – there was two weeks that I didn't pick them to win when Foles was the starter. Ah, uh, uh, yes, so I want I want that to be made known uh, yes, those two weeks. Um, but that's see that's the interesting thing about the team, and you know I guess we can kick that into our talk. Is like last year's team, you know, it was still a situation where they had the ability to win every game, you know, and I think we kind of knew that that they were going to have a chance. And the main reason for that is because we know okay the defense is going to keep them in the game. It was just each week in week out it was the question mark of the offense. So that that's what's and now you want to talk about this year's team, and if you want to find any sort of encouragement, any sort of optimism about this year's team, it's that that defense still is you know it's a high quality defense and we can talk about the loss of Kyle Fuller which is a big one um you know you lose a guy who's an all pro player one of the top cornerbacks in the league I would I would go as far to say one of the most underrated players in football he's not on social media he's not a flashy guy people don't like to talk about him too much but he has a tremendous impact on that team and on that defense I mean you could see his lack of interceptions as a positive way because no one throws the football to Kyle Fuller no one's targeting him he locks up some of the best receivers in the game so that defense may they may sort of step back in that area but nonetheless i mean they still have the pieces to be a i i, I still think a top five defense if we truly think sean desai is going to come in here and do things better than what chuck pagano did um but your thoughts on Kyle being cut because right now we know the fan base is this this i would say i would go as far to say that move generated you know, worse feedback from the fan base than the Andy Dalton move did. And now it, it has to do partially with the sequence of events. It was like, you know, one thing was falling after another. Um, right. But, you know, it was a tough well, situation. Well, so that was the big done. thing. So, so obviously we recorded our last episode of the fallout of the Andy Dalton signing. And if you listen to that episode, we were a little upset, um, as most people were. And then immediately, I mean, it was literally 24 hour, mm-hmm. hours after we recorded the Kyle Fuller thing, uh, not thing, but the release happens. And it was reported that they asked him to take a pay cut. He said no, which is fair. I mean, you earned that money. He made that money yeah. fair and square. He's an all-pro corner. Uh, and he said no. Gets released, gets granted his, his release. I can't. I find it hard to believe that there would have been no one willing to trade for him, but I guess the Bears were in a disadvantage if you know it was, okay, either trade or release, and if nobody picks up the phone, then they'll release him, and then it's a bidding war. And then, of course, about it felt like an hour after he gets released and then basically immediately signs with Vic Fangio, who is the coach that turned him into a star is in uh, Denver. Now gets reunited with Bryce Callahan. I have a feeling that this Denver signing Kyle Fuller is going to be a trend as bears players from this defense are released or traded. If we do, you know, if things with Akeem Hicks go the way we expect them to go by the time the fall rolls around as more guys continue to, bleed out from this uh, defense, excuse me. I have a feeling Vic Fangio is going to come calling for a couple of them and try to, especially because it seems like he's on the hot seat. So he might be trying to get some of his old guys, but Kyle Fuller. Yeah. I mean, like Kevin said, he was an all pro guy, just real nose of the grindstone was really the, the, I mean, obviously Cleo Mack is the face of this defense, but I feel like Kyle Fuller was, I mean, he was here for the darkest of the dark years with John Fox. So he was really, the main, you know, that first building block, I feel like, of this defense becoming what it was in 2018. 
Um, so obviously, best of luck to him. It's a, it's a, it it sucks, but I mean now you get to really see what Jalen Johnson is. Uh, Justin, our producer EP, we appreciate him. Speaking of people locking it up in the quiet uh, contributor, you could make an argument that he was overpaid. I, I've heard people say that. I feel like the thing with that is. Can you really overpay for a guy who's a top five corner and a guy who is a true shutdown corner? He hasn't had injury history since a few years ago. You could make the argument, sure. And with the salary cap, obviously you can make that argument. But the salary cap isn't real. You can make things work. We've seen Ryan Pace make it work. We've seen teams make the salary cap work. The salary cap isn't real. So I, I would have ventured to say you could have made it work without saying, hey, Kyle, take a 75% pay cut, please. Because um, we've also seen this. This seems to be a trend with people who leave Chicago. Look at what Kyle Long just said before he signed with the Chiefs. I'll never go back to Chicago. The way I was treated, the way they showed me the door. seems like they just did the same thing, the same unceremonious exit with Kyle Fuller. I have a feeling that's not going to help your image with these players anymore, especially now, which you can't really afford to have your image knocked anymore. But, I mean, we'll see. I, I mean, there's options out there. There are people that are getting released every day. So it's it's part of the business. I get it. Kyle Fuller was far from the only player to be a casualty of the cap across the league. It just it, it hurts because it does, like Kevin mentioned earlier, feels like you're going in the wrong direction. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, look, you, you just opened up a huge hole in, in your defense. Right. Like, that's a, that's a hole that I don't think you're going to be able to fill this year. Um you know, I'm sure they're going to be able to bring in some guys, but I mean, you're talking about the impact that Kyle Fuller had, like that dude is one of the best in the league, in my opinion. Um, and me, me and Kevin um, were talking about this, I don't maybe like a month ago, but I just, I randomly texted him because it was on my mind, but I was just like, dude, do you ever think about how underappreciated Kyle Fuller is? Like, I, I just t- texted that to him. Like he gives up, like, you know, he'll shut down a receiver for an entire game. Mm-hmm. And then in the fourth quarter, he'll give up like a 12-yard reception. Everyone's like, dude, this guy sucks. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, come on. Like, we got to put things into perspective here. Kyle Fuller, I mean, you're talking about a guy who struggled early in his career, came back, and, I mean, he was an all-pro in 2018. Like, you just can't say enough about a guy like that. And then we talk about, you know, what Clifton Duck said when we had him on our show. I mean, he was he was ta- he was saying coaches had to ask him to to stop looking at his tablet because he was always trying to you know get better, uh, you know, watch tape and and just work on things that that he, he felt like he could work on. So um, it sucks. It sucks. Like I get the cap part of it. Um, you know, he was making a lot, but I I think it was worth it. Like you know, because of everything we just said about Kyle Fuller, like that dude, he's a beast and. Yeah, I'm happy he's with Bryce Callahan again, though. Big fan, Joe. I think um, I think he's going to do really well there. So it sucks, but I'll be rooting for Kyle Fuller. It sucks extra for me because my two Bears jerseys were <laughs> num- number ten, Mitch Trubisky, number twenty-three, Kyle Fuller, and it's it's painful, man. It's painful. And here's the question I got to ask you guys, though, and what's been on my mind because it really seems like it, it's sort of this this is sort of the narrative here is it, it would have either been Kyle Fuller or Akeem Hicks. One of them was going to be cut for the cap. And I know the question you know I'm going to ask is who would you rather lose? And I that's a hard question to answer, but it, it really doesn't it really seem like that kind of was the case. It was either Fuller or Akeem. They were both due a lot of money. They're both potential had the potential to be a cap casualty. 
they decided they might be both of them anyway though you might lose. Yeah, no, I, I know they're not going to cut him. They're not going to. There's no uh, way they cut Hicks. Oh, mm, that not at this I don't point. Know. I think I they've done mean, enough. Hicks is the heart and soul of this defense, obviously, as we've all seen. And I agree, it seemed like an either or, but I I wouldn't say that this is this might not be the end. Shout out Connor. <laughs> um, but no, I mean Akeem Hicks. You might, they might not be done. They're, you can't say that they're done. We have this is so early. There is yeah. so much time left. If they yeah. if they decide they need to trim fat, if they decide to keep handing out ten million dollar contracts to the Andy Dalton's of the world, okay, Andy Dalton didn't deserve that. But my point being, if they're just handing out double digit contracts on one year deals for no reason, not no reason, but to anybody, Akeem Hicks, guys like that are gonna be casualties. You're gonna lose people like that, and you know, and and who's to say, you know, this is a, a players' league now. I, obviously, the play the players hold the power now. If Akeem Hicks, yep. Comes up and says, I want out. You know, if somebody else goes, you know, let, let's say you lose somebody else from this defense who you're expecting to be a core member, and Akeem Hicks says, I want out. I, I don't want to do this anymore. We are going in the wrong direction. And, and granted, Akeem Hicks, to his to his credit, and over his 10 years as a Chicago Bear, has not seemed like that type of guy or that type of player where he'll just give up like that. But no chance. I, I mean, you can't rule it out. It, it's so it's April. No, it's not April. Wow. I, time is a flat circle. It's it March is. 24th. It is March 24th, and we are still – I mean, we're weeks away from the draft. We are months away from, you know, summer practices and OTAs and mini camps, and we are even more months away from games. So there's a lot that could go down between now and then. It, it might not – I mean, even with Ryan Pace and the way he makes decisions, Akeem Hicks wasn't on the field that much last year. So who's to say that Ryan Pace doesn't go and say, hey – Will you take a pay cut? Because we, you know, we need more resources for this this roster, and you weren't on the field that much. So I, I don't, I don't think it's unfair to say that there might be more cuts coming, or we might see more guys get released. I hope not, just for the sake of this team being competitive. But yeah, I mean, I, I, look to answer to answer your question, Kevin. If it was either or. I think they made the wrong decision personally. Wow. Um, I I just think I just think it comes down to to the nature of the position, like cornerback. I mean, you have that's arguably the hardest position to play in football at, at this Nowadays point, in my is. opinion. Yeah, yes. like with the penalties that get called yep. on on corners, it's it's ridiculous. Um, so yeah, I think I personally think they made the wrong decision, and this is coming from someone who absolutely loves both guys. I think every Bears fan loves both guys. Um, so, you know, it, it, it obviously is a tough decision. Um, you know, I, I, if it really was either, or I definitely think they made the wrong decision, but Hey man, all we can do now, cause don't forget, I mean, like right after the initial news of Kyle Fuller getting, um, cut before, before they, uh, before they said he wasn't on the, um, the transaction wire, remember? And then they were talking about, they were going to trade him and then they cut yeah. him. Um, Right after that initial report of Kyle Fuller getting cut, I think it was only like an hour later, and there were rumors that like, oh, Akeem Hicks may get cut or traded too, and it was just like, like Akeem Akeem Hicks had a tweet. Akeem Hicks had a tweet, and everyone thought it meant he was traded. Like that's yeah, where we were. Boom! 
He tweeted boom. No, that's where we're at as a fan base, where someone tweets boom and and the world is falling apart. He was talking about he 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 replied later. He's like, oh, I just had like a really good meal at a restaurant. I don't know. It was something like that. And 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 everyone's like, oh, you know, everyone's sending thank you tweets. You know, appreciate your time with the Chicago I Bears. Mean, he tweeted granted, a four letter word. Granted, where the fan base was at. You just signed yeah, Andy Dalton after after okay. weeks of Russell Wilson rumors. You you cut Kyle Fuller for nothing. I I think everybody was a little bit like. Nerves were a little fried there. So, yeah. Um, (laughs) How much screaming should I be prepared for this season? If things continue with these cuts, maybe a lot. (laughs) It might be a lot. (laughs) Especially on this podcast when uh, Kevin's trying to spin us that, hey, eight and eight's going to be okay to get us in the playoffs. I I, I didn't say that about this year. Hey, last year is done. This is a new year. year. I'll tell you about next year. It's fine. We're not content with eight and eight. That's not 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 anymore. We were last year. Well, you know, we weren't we weren't content with it, but it got us in. And as long as it got us in, we gave. I I wish it didn't. I wish it didn't. Yeah. And I quote: "We we're in the playoffs. Any given Sunday, anything can happen." End quote. And then we go get our teeth kicked in. If Javon Wims doesn't. If Javon Wims doesn't do that, we're talking. Okay, nah, if, if, nah. if your hopes and prayers are pinned on a seventh round pick from four years ago, <laughs> buddy, I got bad news for you. Hey, hey, all right. I, hear you. I just want to bring something back up. I absolutely hate, like, even as a pessimist, I absolutely hate being this guy. But, like, let's say the Bears did lose out and didn't beat the Texans, Jaguars, and who was it, the Vikings? Yeah. Let's say, let's say they didn't do that. Let's say they lost out and then obviously lost to Green Bay. They would be I, – I checked yesterday. I believe they would have had the seventh overall pick based on winning percentage. Pain. And you Pain. mean to tell me right now you wouldn't love to be sitting there? I mean – Kevin, this is for you. <laughs> I mean <laughs> – No, like, again, I, I know. I would look, look, hindsight's 2020. Hindsight's 2020, okay? You know, I, I understand where you're coming from. And, I, and I'm never, I'm never going to back down from this argument. I never will. You can use – you can bring this up anytime. But there is a certain value. And I know I, I say it too much, but I truly do believe it. And, you know – Players in the league believe it. There is a certain value to making the playoffs and giving yourself that chance and establishing that you are going to be a contender year in, year out. I don't think it does anything for you to, you know, say, okay, let's just give up. And then in a few years, we'll be back in the playoffs. And then, oh, well, give up for a few years. The great franchises don't do that. And I, I you know, again, the Bears weren't in a, they, they were in a position to do you know, anything in the playoffs. They weren't in a position to do that. And in, in, in hindsight, no, they did not accomplish what they wanted to accomplish. Were they in position to do something? Yes, they were. They were in a position to win a playoff game. And that game was close for, you know, 45 minutes of the game. It wasn't a complete blowout until the fourth quarter when things started to fall apart. They gave themselves a chance. I'd rather have my C team. I'd rather want to see my team get a chance to play in the playoffs than stick around for the seventh overall pick. Yes, I know that seventh overall pick in this particular draft could mean different things and in most drafts yes but specifically this one when you have such an influx of quarterbacks and it seems like all of them are going to go extremely early especially now mac jones is going to you know be pushed up but that's a different conversation for a different day but i'm going to die on that hill man i'm going to die in that hill that you know it's really like the dichotomy of tank versus i mean versus you know try to make the playoffs right i mean that's really what it is i'll always be on the side of trying to make the playoffs. That's, that's where I'm at. In Kevin's defense, in Kevin's defense, the last time the Bears had the number seven overall pick was a receiver out of West Virginia who did not pan out. So, 
To be fair, I mean, sometimes draft picks don't always work out. It's just, <laughs> it's, it, it's it, like, like you said, hindsight's twenty twenty. It's, it's a tough spot to be in. Um, but, but anyway, but talking, he, he, just real quick, just real quick. I don't, I don't think you can say hindsight is twenty twenty when we were literally saying get back men. You know what I mean? Well, it, like, well we it's were, 2020 because we well, lost well, the game. Yeah. Well, we're, we're talking about hindsight's 2020 for Kevin. Chris, me and you were obviously correct. There's, we're, we are perfect and correct, obviously. <laughs> oh, no, talking about, but, in all seriousness, I, I get Kevin's point. I really do. Um, like, it, it just sucks because, okay, let's say right now you were sitting at seven. Even if you didn't feel that someone would drop to you, I mean, think about how much easier it is to trade up at that point instead of moving up from 20. You know what I mean? To, to go get a quarterback. See, but that's the other thing, too. I I don't even know if we were at seven. We would be sitting here, you know, with 100% certainty they'd grab a quarterback. I I, I really I so? really don't think we'd be sitting there. I mean, I, we don't know, man. I, don't, I can't predict anything yeah. about this front office now. I have no idea what they're doing. No one does. But, you know, I mean, may, maybe if they're at seven, they don't even get Andy Dalton and, and everything is completely different. Or yeah. maybe they say, okay, number seven yeah. is something we can use for Russell Wilson. I don't know. There, There is truth to that as well. Pain. Um, pain. Uh, but hey, you know, for some reason, I, Adam Schefter goes on Get Up like every morning and is like, hey, you know, the, the door is not closed Field on Gates Russell Wilson. Field Gates did the yeah. other day too. I, what, what is, see, okay, uh-huh. but that that's not just smoke, right? I mean, that's got to be real. I mean, dude, honestly, I'm just at this point, I'm almost thinking it's like a ploy. Like, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. If, yeah. Like, dude, I, I don't get it. Like, I, I mean, like he, the bears offered whatever the hell they offered. And they said, we're not trading him at this time. So like, I don't know. I don't know what else. I mean, of, of course, like they they said at this time, so you can't rule it out, blah, blah, blah. But like, I don't know. I don't know. There's no reason to believe he's going to get traded at this point, other than people saying, Oh, don't lose hope. Don't lose hope. Like, okay. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like at this time and point, they're not going to trade him. And if the bears really did offer what they, what, you know, what came out that they did offer. I mean, if they didn't take that, then. Well, we I don't know. know. We don't know with which two players were offered. I mean, that's why, are all these play- why are all these players toying with us? I don't know. I wish I knew why players like to toy with us. Or maybe they – well, the, to answer the second part of the question, maybe they're toying with Bayer's management. That I would understand because, you know, those guys are easy. They want to toy with and they're stick vulnerable. it to them maybe. Yeah. yeah, and they're in a vulnerable situation. Again, it's a player's league. Maybe that's just the thing these days. No – oh. No, nope, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say that we're the Browns. No, nope, not going to say it. No. Oh, come um, on. Oh, that's, uh, that's ridiculous. Um, Stop it. No. Okay. But to be fair, the management is not getting the best reputation, especially now that they're, you know, getting cutting guys like Kyle Fuller and doing things like that. They're probably not getting – they might be getting that reputation of toxic. I Who's to say? Obviously, clearly none of us are NFL players, so we don't really know. But – it's hard to say. I feel like maybe it's just a, I feel like it's a cycle with NFL management and people who are in power in the NFL front offices of, okay, this guy is not easy to work with. This guy stinks. This guy treated me poorly when I was an undrafted rookie or something. It could just be that it could be general pettiness. Everybody's human. I don't know. But the point being is you just, you got to do yourself more favors than non favors. And to this point, the bears front office has done themselves more non favors. But we do have to give credit where credit's due. They did make a good signing today that I actually did kind of like. Uh, they did sign Damian Williams. He opted out 
last year. He's obviously former Chiefs running back, former Chiefs playoff hero. I, it, during that run when they won the Super Bowl, he was unbelievable. Credit to him for stepping out. He opted out to take care of his mom, I think it was. Yep. He would take care what of his mom during the pandemic. What a guy. Real, that will earn you brownie points in Chicago. That will get you the points you need. So, I will, granted, I think it would anywhere. But in Chicago, blue collar, hardworking. We love to see it. We love to see it. So, Damian Williams, I think this would have made more news before the emergence of David Montgomery. David Montgomery, obviously, over the last handful of games, last half of the season, really made a name for himself as that guy that we thought he was going to be the full season, that downhill runner who could break every tackle and he can really carry your offense. And he did. Montgomery was awesome. I'm not saying that Damian Williams is going to come in here and take David Montgomery's job. I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's interesting for the sake of he kind of seems like a bigger Tariq Cohen yes, as far as pass catching yeah. and explosiveness. Uh, and, you know, Tariq Cohen, I he's coming off an ACL injury. So you do kind of have to hedge your bets there. So I get it. And, if you, and Williams isn't costing you that much. I mean, he's available. You might as well take a playmaker. It's always better to have more playmakers than not, obviously. Yeah. So I like it. I think it's – if they now – here's the kicker. Will they use him correctly? Always the issue, it seems, with Matt Nagy-led offenses. Will he be used correctly? I don't know. That remains to be seen. But thoughts on Damian Williams going forward as of today, guys. Well, Jake, real uh, the question shouldn't be will he be used correctly. It should be will he be used. I mean, that really that's that's the question. We might show up to training camp, guys, and Ryan Nall is RB three. I'm not even Ryan kidding. Nall, baby, I, I, Ryan. No, 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 not RB three. FB one. Right. Oh yeah, right. Okay. Uh, and then and then he'll get he'll get uh you know a big time carry in a Packers game when it's needed on on third and one. That that's what's gonna fourth. happen down the stretch. Um, for, was it fourth and one? Oh yeah, I don't know, but that's, I, I, I believe I, it was fourth down. I think that's that's something that would the fact fourth that the three. fact that there's multiple options because this has happened multiple times. That is the <laughs> issue here that I think we need to focus on. Yeah, but um, you know, look, Damian Williams is a very good player. You mentioned his receiving ability, and that's a staple in this offense. He has nearly as many touchdowns and yards in his career as he does receiving touchdowns and receiving yards. He's got 12 rushing touchdowns, 10 receiving touchdowns. I think 1,200 rushing yards, 1,100 receiving yards. I mean, that that's a very good split when you look at his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, and that's what they want. I mean, that's what they're looking for. Dave Montgomery provides a few limitations in that area. So now you have a guy in Tariq Cohen who we know is one of the, you could say, one of the better pass catching running backs in the league and then you have Damian Williams paired in there I mean I, I if you look at teams like a three-headed monster of running backs if Damian Williams performs the way he did in the back end of that Chiefs season in 2019 if and if Dave Montgomery continues his progression and Tariq Cohen comes back to his really his rookie season form which is, was his best form that's one of the top three-headed monsters in the NFL. Now, it's different because when you talk about one of the best running back rooms, well, you look at teams like the Browns and teams like the Colts. But as far as, you know, a trio, that that would be up there. I mean, Damian Williams, if people don't remember, you, you mentioned Super Bowl hero. I just throw these stats. 17 carries, 104 yards and a touchdown, and four catches, 29 yards and a touchdown in the Super Bowl. And what I had, Williams was my go-to on FanDuel. I mean, yeah, that's a value pick. That guy probably cost PPR very PPR legend. PPR legend, exactly. If you're looking for a PPR pickup, actually, I don't know. I don't think he's a good PPR pickup yeah. because of the amount of Again, again will he be used correctly? I think yeah, that's, that's I don't know. Yeah. 
Look what they okay. And granted, I'm not saying Damian Williams and Lamar Miller are the same player by far, not. And obviously, Williams is younger, and Lamar yes. Miller had injury issues. Yeah, Lamar Miller didn't see the field till week 13, 14, last quarter like of the season. Yeah, I mean, and granted, there's obviously COVID protocols and things that had to be done, you know, checks and boxes that need to be checked, but it's just. It, is Nagy going to use him or is it just going to get lost in the shuffle where, all right. And, and granted, if, it, if it's Montgomery who's getting all the run, I'm fine with that, but I need to be able like, I don't have the confidence in Nagy to be able to use Williams or even at this point, Cohen correctly. It, it scares me that you have two great playmakers, but oh, this comments mean Damian Williams is the ultimate. Back oh to Why would you even say that? Knock on wood. Goodness oh my god, we do not oh wish god. injuries on this team. Wow, <laughs> Dave Montgomery did not deserve that. Yeah, that, that's just that's just the Chicago way of thinking, like just pessimistic, I guess, to be honest. I don't know. But yeah, look, I love the Damian Williams signing. Um, I, I, I just think it, it's a you know a different type of look, um, as opposed to maybe Montgomery or Tariq Cohen. But one thing I'm just going to bring up again, just because, and, and like I said, I like the signing, so I'm not too mad at it. But like, you guys see how they always just sign players that they're familiar with. Like, it's, that's, it, like you know what I mean? Like, it just feels so lazy. Like, it, you know what I mean? Do you guys get what I'm trying to say yeah. with this stuff? Like, it's always the guys, the guys they look at are always the guys that, that you know, have familiarity with somebody on the coaching staff. And it's like, like, I get it. I get it to a certain extent, but it seems like that's always how they move. And I just kind of wish they would move away from that a little bit. Um, but yeah, in a vacuum, I do like the Damian Williams signing one year deal. Like if anybody's complaining about it, you're just choosing to be mad. Well, because It's not that big of a deal. It, it's because they set us up, they set themselves up to die on this Hill from day one, from the day Nagy was hired. Oh, he's like a professor. He's a wizard. You know, he's, he's going to build this offense around Mitch Trubisky. And you know, it's, it's like offense one oh one, And then the next level is two Oh one. They set themselves up to die on this yeah. Hill. So now it's kind of like, all right, well, you know, we got to get guys who are familiar with the offense. So, you know, right. God forbid, they don't know what to do on a screenplay on third and 12. Like yeah. it, they set yeah. themselves up. For this. It's, <laughs> You yeah, know, I was expecting to last from that, but okay. I don't know that that like that whole thing with that familiarity thing. Like, I don't know why it's just always irked me. Like with the Bears, I it's just it feels it feels like it's coming from a place of laziness more than more than like oh like it's well thought out. Like whoa, he has familiarity with this guy. Like nah. Well, it's I don't different know, because man. when it when it comes to a guy like Damon Williams, like I'm okay with that. Like I, I think that I think a guy in him in his situation is more like that's a bonus that he knows that. Yeah. But it's yeah. when you're compromising for different players because they know exactly. somebody and you're not willing like a Cam Newton or something. You know, when you look at that offseason yeah. last year and you look at the, the you know the available options with a Teddy Bridgewater and a Cam Newton and and those guys last year, you know you have to be willing to take a risk on a guy like that and take a risk on a guy. And they said, Oh, you know what? We'll settle for the guy who uh, he, he knows everybody. He knows the uh, offensive coordinator. He knows the quarterback's coach. He knows the offensive quality coach. He knows the equipment manager. He, you know, he, he, he for some reason knows everybody. And that for them is justification for, we'll give him a fourth round pick because he knows everybody and they're not willing to take risks in that area. When you look at a team like the Patriots, yes, I'm not saying the Cam Newton situation worked out, 
There's no damn connection over there. People thought that Camden, the Patriots, was, you know, one of the least likely destinations for him. And boom, he ended up there because they weren't afraid to take a risk. And yes, again, that risk maybe didn't pay out for them, but you have to be willing to take risks on players who, you know, don't have that connection, everybody. And I think that's what makes you upset, Chris, is like when yeah. they are compromising, you know, other players because one certain guy who's not as good yeah. knows a coach. 100%. 100%. And I do want to throw out there really quick. I do actually think if the Bears had Cam Newton, he would have had a much better 2020 season than with the Patriots. He did not have any anybody as close to good mm-hmm. as Darnell Mooney, let alone Allen Robinson. He, had, he would have had both in Chicago. Um, I, I definitely think if the Bears had Cam Newton, I, I'm not saying he would have been a world beater at all. I'm not saying he would have had an MVP type season. But I think he would I definitely think he would have been better than Mitch and Foles. Um, and I definitely think he would have been better than what he did last year with the Patriots with nobody to throw to, unfortunately. But well, and the yeah. lovely thing about talking about quarterback is we got a Patrick Mahomes question, of course. Oh, which is no, no, lovely. No. Which oh, is no. lovely no. because obviously, you know, what what really what really is great is getting Mahomes questions four years after the fact. Um to answer the question, I believe if the Bears had gone Mahomes, um, you know, you'd be in a much better position is basically the long and short of really? that. Really? <laughs> really? I didn't know that. Are you serious? That's news to me. I haven't heard yeah. that a hundred times in the past <laughs> four years. And it's, and I'll hear it in 40 years from now. If, the, if, if, you know, they show up at a game together as fans to the Super Bowl or something in 40 years and, and it's on NBC, you're going to get a freaking graphic of them sitting in the stands in a little <laughs> box drinking a beer and it's going to say, well, 2017 – we're never gonna get over it ever well with with the pro bowl picture of them all standing next to each other that uh Mitch yeah oh yeah right right, right 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 that one classic need, need that one of course listen nickelodeon mvps for the win <laughs> that's it that's Holmes it don't have one exactly Oh, exactly. yeah. I mean, I, I guess it's the age old question of is it better to have an MVP or an MVP? Well, I mean, guess now we have now we have neither. Now we have neither. So <laughs> now we have neither. I mean, it's real, real Sophie's choice there. Real Sophie's choice. Uh, let's pivot to uh, the quarterback we do have, Andy Dalton. The Bears doubled down today saying that Andy Dalton is QB1. Justin, when you have that picture, yep, there it is. QB1, Andy Dalton. The photoshops are here, folks. I I, can't, I I don't – well, yeah, I, and I knew that was going to happen. I, you have to assume that everything the Bears post are going – is going to get ratioed. It, it, people are going to be mad until up until and through Andy Dalton's first few games. It's going to happen. That You're going to get ratioed. That's just part of, the, part of the business. I don't hate the move to double down, though. Now, is it, it could it end up like a Mike Glennon situation where, yeah, you're QB1, and then come week five, you're not the starter anymore? Sure. Obviously, that could happen. Is Andy Dalton leaps and bounds better than Mike Glennon? Yes. Speaking of which, Mike Glennon, just, didn't he just sign with, like, Jacksonville or somebody? Um, anyway. Uh, New York. New York. I, the New Giants, York. yeah. Uh, the ghosts of QB's past in Chicago. love to talk about. QB1, but anyway. baby. But anyway, QB I don't hate one. them doubling down because you might as well – because otherwise people are going to, and are still going to, it's not going to stop anything. They're going to keep having these dreams of Russell Wilson, which, I mean, you can't stop that. Obviously dreams of a top three quarterback, Andy Dalton. Tough choice there, obviously, but I don't hate them doubling down. Obviously you don't want Andy Dalton to feel like he doesn't have the support. You just signed this guy. The fans are already ratioing him on social media. So I don't hate the team 
doubling down and being like, all right, yeah, this is our guy. Like get used to it. Um, I do on the other side of that though, kind of hate it because you know, you're going to get ratioed. I don't know. I, I, I don't yeah. think it's a bad move uh, just as from a confidence standpoint, because again, Andy Dalton, I'm sure he's a nice guy. He doesn't deserve this. And if any of us got a $10 million contract put in front of us, you're obviously signing it. So, I mean, we got a long way until, you know, the first snaps are taken. But he didn't sign it. He didn't sign it for the $10 million, though. Like, that's the thing. He signed it, and he said this in his press conference. He said, I signed the contract with the Chicago Bears because they told me I'm going to be the starting quarterback. That's why he can't. He chose to come here. And I think those words are really powerful when you talk about yeah. that, you know, never-ending hope that they can get Russell Wilson. It's like, oh, those words mean something. I don't think a Twitter post means that much. You know, this is kind of something that their social media team has to run through. You got to post these kind of things. That's just what you do. I mean, we all work in, you know, we're, have been sports media students, work in that industry. You know that that's something that you kind of have to do. Um, and, and a lot of times those teams sometimes aren't conscious of that. Um, but it's the, the reason why it's painful, though, is because it's just more ammo to that closing of the door because people still believe, and, and and rightfully so, because of those reports, people still believe that there is that possibility. But the more you hear from Andy Dalton that okay, he he was told he's the starter, and I know people have said this in the past, but that that's a little bit different. Um, it's just it it, it just. It hasn't sunk, the reality hasn't sunk in yet for a lot of people. I think that's what it is. Okay, you saw the move, yeah. you saw Andy Dalton. You know, it hasn't hit you yet that that is going to be the guy running out on the field week one against whoever we play in this, you know, 17 game season we're going to have this year. It's going to be him. That hasn't hit a lot of people yet. So now when they see that and they start to see the images of him photoshopped in the jersey with the number 14 and QB1 and all this stuff, it's like, okay, wait, wait, this is, this is actually real life. This actually happened. And <laughs> the alternative, honestly, though, the alternative is Nick Foles being, <laughs> being pictured as QB1. So, no, that I don't hate it, Jake. I, I well, Chris, both of you. Um, you know, a lot of people, and rightfully, this is always what happens it's overreaction Monday, it's overreaction whatever day, the day after the, the event happens, you know, when Andy Dawn got signed. Every yeah, so it was today's overreaction Wednesday, um, and it was overreaction whatever day it was after Andy Dalton signed, and, and that lasted a longer period of time. That was overreaction week. Um, but I, I have seen some fans who have kind of tempered that a little bit and have kind of come to accept the fact that maybe he's not a horrible option. I don't know where you guys are at, but have you kind of maybe thought about that more? Yeah, I have. I have. Um, look, you guys are going to call – I don't know if this is a pessimistic view, but I've accepted Andy Dalton. I've accepted Andy Dalton as QB1. And I would rather have the Bears not waste their first-round pick on a QB. Okay. I would. I would roll with Andy Dalton surround him with players to maximize the potential of that offense. And then if it doesn't work out, you have all your picks to go actually get a quarterback next year. Or That's true. Or if you don't want to do that, then you can try trading for somebody. And again, you still have your picks. But that, that aspect of getting those keep like getting those pieces around Andy Dalton, I think is so important. Obviously not just because of the obvious that, you know, I mean, they're good players. They'd help the team, this and that, but like, Let's say you do need to include players in a trade for somebody next year or, you know, it's just more ammo. It's more ammo to solve this QB position. I think the Bears need a, like, I don't know exactly what, what word I, I want to use, but like, like, I think they need to play it safe this year. Playing it safe, I think, would be the best option for them to kind of, to kind of reset, if that makes sense. You you can't afford to play it safe if you're Ryan Pace and Matt Nagel. You're you're, I mean, you would hope they're coaching and managing for their jobs this year. But 
I don't think they can afford to pass on a quarterback. Also, granted, you might not have the option of a quarterback at number 20. Everybody might be gone. If Mac exactly. Jones goes to 16 to the Patriots, like everyone thinks is going to happen, and if uh, Trey Lance is also gone, you might not have the option. You might have to do it. Exactly. You said, Chris, and take a playmaker, take a Jalen Waddle or whoever might be there, um, which I would be fine with, obviously. But, you know, it, it's you're right. And to answer Kevin's question, I made my peace with the Andy Dalton signing almost immediately just because I never really bought into the Russell Wilson rumors because I never really trusted the bears to correctly handle that situation. So yeah, yeah I, I made my peace with the Dalton signing almost immediately because is he going to be the guy he was when he was a pro bowler near all pro in Cincinnati? No, probably not. Is he going to be as bad as he was when he was concussed and in a weird year in Dallas? Also, no, probably not. I think the yeah. answer is somewhere in the middle. And to answer the comment about Cole Komet, I mean, yeah, you would hope they can use him correctly. That would be – we know Andy Dalton works well with tight ends. I would love to see that. They finally started using Cole Komet correctly at the end of the season, and I, I would hope that they continue to build on that. But there's not a lack of talent here, and we know Andy Dalton can make the throws. We know he's done it. Again, it kind of goes back to our point – It is Nagy going to use him correctly? Is Nagy going to use the people right. around him correctly? That's the age-old question that remains to be seen. Does he have more confidence in Andy Dalton than he did in Mitch Trubisky? You would hope yes, because the bar is in hell for that, for as far as Matt Nagy's confidence in Mitch Trubisky. Uh, but, I mean, it's hard to say. I, I would love to say, yeah, Matt Nagy's going to take these shots downfield. D yeah. Can Dalton throw the deep ball? He used to be. Can he anymore? About to find out. Yeah, he threw a couple deep balls last year uh, to Dallas, and Dallas has some very talented receivers as well. So you would like to think yes, but only time will tell. We're going to find out as the games go on, as the practices go on. Granted, we also heard that Mitch Trubisky could throw the deep ball in practice. So we're not going to find out until they play the games. That eye roll from we, Kevin I, was elite. That was an elite eye roll. <laughs> We heard Nick Foles could throw the deep ball too. Oh, oh yeah, he's gonna come uh, in and, and we're gonna start. We're gonna Dude, start connecting. Please, please trade that guy. Like, please. I don't. I don't know if anybody's taking that salary, Chris. We might be. Please, uh, for anything, for anything. We'll attach no, a pick. We'll attach no. a pick to get him out. Okay, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just joking. We've got four. I think we've got four sixth rounders. I, I, I real quick. Well, I, still, I, I, I know, I know there are a lot of front office execs listening to this show, but we would like right. to walk back the. We're not just throwing away picks here. Hey, Charles Leno was yeah. a seventh round pick, so you know. Granted, for every Charles yeah. Leno, there's a Javon Wims, but you know. <laughs> no, okay, but in all seriousness, with Dalton, like. I do wish people would like accept that more because the, and we talked about this a little bit on last week's episode, you know, the more you pin your hopes on this Russell Wilson thing, yeah. just the more negative feelings you're going to harbor and you're going to just materialize inside. Like, it's just going to be like, you just got to Andy Dalton's the guy for now. You have the talent. You have Allen Robinson. You have Cole Komet. Yeah. You have Dave Montgomery. You have Tariq Cohen coming back. Everybody relax. I'm not saying I'm not saying you're a playoff team, but I don't think this isn't, we're not at a funeral here. We're not at the Bears' funeral yet. Now, granted, by week six, we might oh. be. But I, I, don't, I don't know. Kevin's wearing black. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. No. I, unintentional. Well, at least we but... know Chris can tell colors. 
Serious question. Um, uh, we have a serious question. It says the Bears often seem to work when Mitch rolled out and at least threatened to run. Now that's gone. What does Dalton bring that Mitch didn't? I mean, for, for a lot of people, and this is what pe- Chris says, I don't know. This is what people thought Foles would bring. And the hill that Jake died on last offseason is the floor. I mean, and that's the word you'll hear. The floor. He can make the throws. He can make the 15-yard throws to Anthony Miller. Oh, the floor, the floor. I'm hey, sick of the hey, damn floor. I don't sound like that. I do not sound. You don't like sound that. like that, but those are the words you use. The floor, and then look how that turned out for you. We don't. We don't, we don't have to walk back the receipts on that. But, but they're there. You guys want to find them? Go back August of 2020. You'll hear them. Um, but th- one other thing, I want Foles plays best when. Oh, stop. I mean, he did win a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I get. I, don't I know. mean, no, that's, no yeah. get out of here. Get no. That, that's. <laughs> get out of here. I don't want to get Nick Foles on the show. <laughs> we, here's, I spent too much energy on that. Yeah. Dick, I, I don't even see the thing is like I don't even feel like Nick Foles is a Chicago Bear anymore. Like I forget that he's on the team. Like who? Can, like what's he? You know? Like I, he doesn't. Yeah. He's not gonna do anything. He didn't do exactly anything for the last five. About. You know? Like I don't. Yeah. He, he's not a Chicago Bear. But real quick about going back to Baltimore, real quick about the <laughs> offense. Um, if you want to go all in, and, and, and Chris is Chris is all in. Jake is all in. I think about about going. I have, on I have no saying, choice. Okay, I, I'm yeah. You have no I know. choice. You have to. Spend I know time. we have a choice. Um, but you, you're saying all in as, you know, we, we got a load of the pieces. I know there's people yeah. who say we don't have to do that. And and part of what that entails is pick number 20. There's people who are saying if one of those wide receiver falls, I mean, this is a loaded wide receiver class. Mm-hmm. If for whatever reason, Jalen Waddle falls, if, you know, any of those, if people get worried about Devonta Smith's weight, which could very well happen, could very well, people were worried about DK Metcalf's route running and it looked like a, okay, these things can happen. And in DK Metcalf fell to the second round, you can load all in but the problem is Matt Nagy has to identify and, and we talked about this last year as well this has to be a run first offense and now you have the pieces to do that you have Damian Williams in there you have strong running pieces if you make this a run first offense and maybe Dalton does actually give you that floor as opposed to Nick Foles maybe the offense can be functional enough guys they won eight games a horrible offense and people still people do still forget that they won eight games with i don't know what the final ranking was but it had to be below 25 i would imagine it was was like a it was a bottom three or four and they made the playoffs so i'm you know the optimism is coming out again but if he gives you if if he gives you 16 you know 16th ranked offense what are we talking about there for record? You know what I mean? That, that's all well, I'm saying. Well, you have to so. even that out because the defense is going to take a step back without Kyle yep. Fuller and, you know, probably without. See, I don't, I don't, I don't know if well. they'll take a huge step. They will take a step but, back. But I, but I mean, like, there's going to be some they... balancing act there. The, the thing is, you know, because here's the thing. To go back to the floor thing too, and this also kind of ties into the running back question uh, that just popped up there, is that you actually have your offensive line this year too, you know, is that – now you're going to get James Daniels back, who is probably your best offensive lineman, and you didn't have him all year. And now you Cody have might be better, but yeah, I think Cody. But that's okay, okay. But reg- regardless, I mean, because we haven't sure. seen that much of Cody at guard, and now you're going to. So that that yeah. very well, well, that very well may be true. And now you have Mustafa at center, and you're going to have Alex Bars at probably the other guard spot. What you do with Bobby Massey? Or no, Massey's gone. Whew. Forgot about that. But you have to bring in another tackle. So who knows how that's going to work? But you have more of an offensive line and a more solid offensive line. And to Dalton, the floor thing again is where Foles had no experience. He had the one Super Bowl miracle run, you know, some divine intervention. Dalton did have a track record of good five, six years of consistent 
above average pro yeah. productivity. Whereas Foles had one miracle run for, you know, 12 weeks or whatever it was. So that does make me feel better about Dalton compared to Foles. I was, I was literally just going to talk about what Jake talked about. Like I, the entire time when last off season, when they were talking about Foles and this floor and like, Oh, maybe he might be just a little better than Mitch. Like it, it kind of didn't really like, I was like, mm, you know, but now I generally think like Dalton has that floor, um, you know, and, and it's like, is that floor going to be good enough? I still don't think so, but you know, it's like, he's, he's an upgrade in my opinion. I truly believe that. Um, yeah. And, you know, like, I think that's why I think you just, you roll with it this year. You see how, how it goes. And, and then, you, you know, you, you recoup next year. Cause look, like, I mean, there, there's so much talent. I, I'm going to talk about the drafting here. Like there's so much talent that's going to go off the board in this first round. So much, like you can find first round talent in this draft at multiple mm -hmm. positions, like in the third round, in my opinion. And like, I want that talent on the Bears. You know what I mean? Instead of just like, well, oh, good. we need it's a good quarterback. To know you want the best talent on the Bears as opposed yeah. to not. Well, I as, appreciate well, as, you opposed to people, as opposed to people, you know, suggesting they should go guns blazing for a quarterback in this draft, like, I don't know if that's the right move in, in, the, like, in terms of where the Bears are at right now. Sure. Yeah. Well, and that's true, I feel like, of almost any draft that you could find good day one talent on day two or three, you know, there's going to be a Jalen Johnson, every, every mm -hmm. draft, there's going to be an Eddie Jackson in every draft, uh, you know, and other teams do it too. Antoine Winfield is a perfect example of that from last year. He was second round was a starter in the Super Bowl. So, I mean, that happens every year and to Ryan Pace's credit, and I hate to give him more credit than he deserves, but he does deserve it here. He is good at finding that mid round talent. So I, I yeah. do think, and like yeah. you said, Chris, there's a lot of talent here that is right for the taking. You can surround Andy Dalton with that. Um, and, and I think also the thing with Andy Dalton too, is you cannot possibly go any lower than the amount of confidence that Matt Nagy had in Mitch Trubisky. You can't yeah. possibly get any lower yeah. than that. So, you know, Foles lost that confidence pretty quickly. I, I feel like Nagy tightens the playbook up really quickly and he loses that faith very quickly. But mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, with Dalton, you're coming in here at least fresh slate. This is, uh, you would hope that there was a conversation between the front office and the coaching staff that, all right, if there's going to be someone in free agency, we want it to be Dalton because we feel that he could do this, that, and the other. So you would hope, you would hope yes. That yeah. there was something there that they picked their guy and the guy that they thought could run this offense. Who knows if it's true? Who knows if that's the case? I don't know. This this management has bungled it so many times. But to circle back to Kevin's original question that from what feels like 30 minutes ago, uh, I've made my peace with Andy Dalton. I, I think that there is a way that you can succeed here. I think there mm -hmm. is a way that you could I'm spin zoning myself even more here. There is a way you can win yes. eight, nine, somewhere in the realm of eight yes. to 10 games. There is a way. Is it likely? I'm not there yet, but there is a route to, to that win total. There is a way there. I just, I want to say something about the defense really quick. Guys, sure. I really don't know if this defense is going to be as good as we think I'm next scared. year. I'm scared about the I'm, defense. I'm so nervous for that because. Well, listen, I, I, but why? Why? I, okay. Why? Okay. Okay. Listen, listen. We lost Roy Robertson Harris. Okay, in my oh, opinion. Oh come on, stop listen, it! Just, wait, stop wait, 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 wait! Oh, oh, Kevin, Kevin, I'm just getting started. We lost oh, Roy God. Robertson Harris. All right, I thought he was. I loved Roy Robertson Harris. I thought he was so Dude. damn productive. Um, we lost Brent Urban. 
Okay. I okay. also thought he was very productive. Come on. You mean to tell me he wasn't productive last year? Okay, but Come Chris, on. who did we just get back? I mean, I don't care about that. Who did we just get okay, back? Okay, wait, 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 wait. I'm not done. I'm not done. I, this, I, this is just – I'm just adding up, all right? You lose Kyle Fuller. You have to replace him, okay? Yes. And then we talked about last year, Danny Trevathan, like, he didn't look all that good, okay? And I know they, they added some some depth linebackers. Like, I mean, there are some holes in this defense, guys. And, oh, Robert Quinn, are, are, is he going to show up this year? 12 sacks, baby. Watch out. Stop. I mean, that's like... <laughs> <laughs> Look at wow, this. Look at this. that perfectly. Credit to you. That was, that was incredibly played. Oh, my like, God. The thing is, like, is, with the Robert Quinn thing, just real quick before I keep letting you do this, whatever quick maths you're doing, um... <laughs> Robert Quinn, it's not going to be hard for him to be better than he was last year. That's it's a, that's going to be a pretty that's low true. bar to clear. But all jokes aside, that's true. And then, oh, and then we still have to figure out who's playing next to Eddie Jackson. I mean, we do this Deion every Bush. Year, that happens. Deion every Bush. Year. We we Come do on. the who's sure. we do the who's next to Eddie Jackson every year. We we've done and, it since and, he got and, here. And, Even when Adrian Amos fair, was here. And to we, be we, fair, and to be fair, every single guy they brought in to replace Amos, in my opinion, has done well. Like I got to give him credit for that. I thought Haha Clinton, like that was probably the worst. Like scheme wise, Haha Clinton Dix next to Eddie Jackson was terrible. Was like like on paper, that's not they, they don't mesh, but they made it work. And Haha Clinton Dix played well. And I loved Tashawn Gibson last year. Tweeted out earlier. I think they got to bring him back personally. So, I don't know. Like, do you guys – like, I just think there are questions. There are questions. There are questions. About the defense. And and that's kind of what I was going to – back to, you know, when we were talking about, okay, the offense is going to get better. You'll get to that, you know, maybe that mid-range. But I think the defense, you can't – I'm not saying it's impossible, but you can't bank on a top five, top seven defense this year. You can't. That, that's on. that's all I'm saying. That's all I was trying to say. Like, there's no talent on this Bears defense. Don't ever, like they're not going to be horrible by any means, in my opinion. I think that saying that also is pretty crazy. But like, I'm expecting like middle of the pack, maybe a little bit better than middle of the pack. But I don't know. I mean, I just think there are like there are questions that we've had, you know, leading up to this point, and I think those questions will continue until. Well, it depends. See what happens. It, it depends on what decide does too. We we don't know what the yeah, that's true. Is. Exactly. That's we, guys, we, we don't know. Yeah, we have to be. Consistent. I have a lot of hope. We have to be consistent I have a lot of hope because the reason we have to be consistent is you know we, we last year we weren't talking about the reason why the Bears defense regressed and it was still a great defense but it did regress obviously and they were below what they were expected to be. The one thing everybody was talking about was Chuck Pagano. I mean, that was the main reason. Yeah. This game stuck. He's got the wrong players in the game. And these are all things that are true. But you just got rid of the one thing that we thought was most detrimental to the defense. We should be talking about that. And, yes, we have to talk about these things. But we should be talking about that more than the other things. Uh, they should have had a few, Justin. And then Eddie and the refs screwed over Eddie Jackson, I believe. Three we didn't even have we, one, we, right? Um, we didn't get to see the Eddie Jackson celebration at all. He was teasing it. No, that poor man yeah. was teasing it all year. should have had it. Man, like, to tease it, it next year. They, they honestly should have just let one slide. Like, come on, we've suffered enough this season. Just let us have one. God, like. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. But I think that's what people are hoping for with this Desai scheme, that it, he seems to be a student of Vic Fangio and that he might want to go back to that more turnover-focused pace of play yeah. and, and style of play. So we could hope for that. And I obviously I'm going to hope for that because that's more exciting and that's going to get you more wins. But I mean, yeah, it's going to be something to keep an eye on. It's not, there's more 
to a football team over just the quarterback, obviously. You know, it's it's got to be the defenses. It's got to be everybody playing better. So, I mean, yeah, it's a whole thing. And we're going to see how it goes because that's that's what – you know, hey, that's what we're here for. You guys you guys keep coming back. We're going to be here. We're going to be here every week, Very every Wednesday, and after. We're going to be here to break it down as, as because there's going to be signings. There's going to be guys that are drafted. There's unfortunately probably guys that are going to be cut still. Every time it happens, we're going to be here, and we're going to make you feel better, maybe worse, but probably better about the state of the Bears. Chris, not helping right now. Going to need you to tighten it up, please. So we're trying to get people to come back to the show. So we are going to make you feel better about the Bears. At least Kevin will, and then Chris will be a little more sure, and we'll For find, sure. and we'll you, find you our that. level. Somehow we'll Chris, find turn around. level. I, I turn around Chris all the time. I mean, he he, he comes after oh. at, at at the end of every episode. He's like, you know what? I think Kevin, you know, changed my mind a little bit. Like, <laughs> there, it's just the only, most fulfilling thing. Most I, fulfilling. I think there's only one time that me and Chris ever got Kevin to maybe be negative, and it was that it was the Titans game, and he almost picked against the Bears at the very last second. He changed his pick. That's just that's just what you get. That's just what you get with this show. But um, we're gonna be back. There, we're gonna wrap this up. To everyone that was in the comments, that was leaving comments on the live stream, to people that were tweeting us, that were leaving comments on Facebook and in the Twitch, and people who are going to have comments after the fact, we appreciate all of you. Come back next week. Shout out to all of our commenters, even the ones that had comments about Mahomes. It's okay. That's what we're here for. We're in the public eye. It happens. But we appreciate you all. We appreciate the podcast listeners who are hearing this after the fact. Come through the stream next week we appreciate all of you we'll be here next week bears nation podcast presented by chicago for real next wednesday 8 p.m see you there